Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. How many times have you heard the phrase, If only these walls could talk. This would surely be very helpful in trying to solve some crimes. There are several instances when someone dies under mysterious circumstances and there just isn't enough evidence to conclusively know what took place. Cases like the Diatlov Pass incident have kept scientists speculating for decades. In the famous Greenbrier ghost case in West Virginia, the victim came back in spirit form to her mother and informed her that not only did she not die of natural causes, but she was murdered by her husband. This testimony held up in court and helped convict her husband. But what happens when multiple spirits come forward after a mysterious death? Will this put any questions about the death of Carmelita Coleman to rest? Not this time. A bride dead under mysterious circumstances. A grand mansion built at great cost and then abandoned. The legend begins here and then twists and turns into a dark labyrinth of possibilities. The impressive structure built by San Mateo Country Assemblyman James Coleman in 1880 cost $100,000. A fantastic sum in those days. According to one story, it was to be a gift for his lovely wife, the former Camelita Natal, a woman described by newspapers as peerless in beauty and also in her accomplishments. The mansion was nearing completion when a tragic event occurred that cast a somber shadow over the place for more than a hundred years. Coleman returned from a business trip to the San Francisco hotel suite that he shared with Carmelita. Though it was 5 a.m., the dutiful young wife rose from bed and proceeded to unpack his bags. Somehow, she was removing a gun from one of the bags and Carmelita accidentally shot herself. It is said that the distraught bridegroom never set foot in the Pennsylvania palace that had only just been completed. The house changed hands several times over the years, no one lingering there for too long. In 1906, a woman is said to have ended her life there, hurling herself headlong down a steep stairway. When the founders of the Peninsula School purchased the mansion in 1925, they acquired a resident ghost as well. Almost from the beginning, Carmelita Coleman was a loved and feared member of the school community. The romantic tradition of her tenancy has grown with the years, sparked by some very vivid experiences. Yesterday's Victorian elegance has been replaced by today's space-age funk, but the legend of Carmelita is still very real. For more than 50 years, there have been stories of shimmering lights, unexplained footsteps, and pets that refuse to enter the building. Generations of children have told of catching a glimpse 
of the wraith-like figure of a woman dressed in green. Some say that the woman herself is green. Once, an entire class saw the apparition. Ken Cole, a former caretaker, remembers quite vividly being awakened at 3 a.m. one summer morning by the sound of footsteps. I had been sleeping on the couch in the staff room, he recalls. The footsteps seemed to come from a room just above me on the second floor. I lay there absolutely petrified. Finally, Cole forced himself to track the sounds. They grew louder and louder as he climbed the stairs. Then, just as he reached the landing, a door opened before him. He entered and the door closed behind him. The room from which the footsteps had seemingly come was empty. The only window was closed. Cole opened the window and looked down. It was a 40-foot drop to the ground and there was no indication of anyone having taken that exit. The house was quiet now. Whoever or whatever had been there was gone. Marianne Collins, a parent of a former Peninsula student and a one-time custodian, felt Carmelita's presence many times but never actually saw her. Joe Starr and Monique Kane, former teachers at Peninsula, tell of an overnight at the school when some 20 children saw the apparition. Starr described the vision as a green woman who appeared to be transparent. As he attempted to approach the figure, it moved backward but remained visible for a full five minutes. Star asked the children to sketch what they had seen and found that all of the drawings were similar, a green woman who seemed to shimmer. Star encountered the apparition another night. This time, the green lady confronted him in a black hallway when he was all alone. He flipped the light switch, but nothing happened. He and the ghost stared at one another for a few very long moments. Then the vision simply disappeared. Many of the students are quite blasé about their ghost. I see it all the time, Sean Kelman told an interviewer. She's green. Panos Katsianos told of running through it to the amazement of a group of playmates. Barney Young, former director of the school, believes the ghost to be a benevolent one, pointing out that no one has ever been hurt by it. He said that the green lady has a way of taking hold of us. Kids may start out being rather skeptical. I don't believe in that kind of stuff, a newcomer will say. I always think to myself, just ask him about the ghost in another year after he's been here at night sometime. That's enough to make anyone a believer. Oftentimes, kids will say, come quick, there's a ghost. And the teachers will think that they're having a prank pulled on them until they see it too. Anne-Marie Peck, who researched the Peninsula School for a study in folklore in 1973, found mystical significance in the very greenness of the ghost. In ancient heraldry, green symbolized eternal life, youth, and hope, very appropriate for an old-school ghost. A decorator's nightmare, but a child's delight, the Peninsula School was the site of the movie Escape from Witch Mountain. If houses can be typecast, this one was a natural. And at last, a seance was held at the school. In the presence of some 50 people, a voice speaking through the San Francisco medium, Marcel Brown, and introduced herself as the original owner. She then related an untold story of an unhappy marriage, a lover, a very jealous husband, and a murder. Her own murder. And then to everyone's surprise, another ghost came through, claiming to be Carmelita's father, R.R. Natal, but dismissing her story as hogwash. 
Why shouldn't I be here, he demanded to know. It was my money that built the place, not Coleman's. Natal then explained that he visits the school from time to time to note modern improvements and watch the students. He enjoys children, likes progress, and has no messages and wishes no one ill. So what really happened the day that Carmelita died? How will we ever know when even the ghosts themselves can't get their stories straight? Don't. 